Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the Whiskey Sessions Podcast, episode 163. Amet's here with B Pimp. B Pimp, how's it going with you? It's going great. I got a new camera so I can show off the sports card easier. It you look so just the the lighting source looks <laughs> wonderful compared to my uh I look like a Megan Mullally commercial where you know she like requires the soft lighting. Uh, it's like I, I need to do I need to get a ring light or something along those lines. Well, we have we're we're working on it because you can see like I got this light, which is well, it wasn't that bad, but then I've got my ugly plaid chair behind me and the bullet holes in the door that you can see. So what is going on the, with that door exactly? I think they hung something from it at one point, and we always have it yeah. open, so I just don't care. But I, they punctured it somehow. The previous uh, owners. Well, uh, I think the couch looks swell. I've got a Sonics hat over my shoulder, but again, everything is just like generally yellow because this lighting or this room can't get very good lighting unless I open the window. And if I do that, the lighting is looks terrible on camera. So I uh, don't have a ton of options, but really? we're going to do whatever we can for our listener to make sure this is a, a great viewing experience. Yeah, we, we know that I, I saw that in our stats, the sports card of the week um, videos got some good early plays in our YouTube early in our YouTube journey here. So. Yeah. So make sure you check out our YouTube page. Uh, I have posted it on the Facebooks. I think you can probably just find it if you type in Whiskey Sessions podcast. Uh, so go ahead and do that. You can see some of our best clips there. Today, we are talking about rad animals. We talked about this on our last episode, that that would be the next thing that we did. Because in if you listen to our last episode, we did top five uh, the animals that scare us. But you know what? Now we got to talk about those rad animals. It came up It came up naturally, no pun intended, during the conversation. We were just, you know, it's, a, it's the other side of the coin. Yeah. It's, uh, was there any, any themes that came up for you when you were thinking about rad animals? I mean, there's a lot of animals out there. Many of them are rad. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty hard to um, to come down, come up with like the final list, especially because I have certain people who I feel like I owe them some deference with this because I know they have personal favorite animals. But then it helped because a couple I knew you would have on the list, so I didn't have to worry about it. And then my lovely wife Lisa, she's a bird freak, um, to put it mildly. So. I knew if I didn't have enough birds on here, I'd be getting in trouble. So I uh, had to think about that. Yep. That's a good point. You know what? Uh, Maggie, my wife said when I asked her what her raddest animals were, she said, I'm not doing your, your work <laughs> for you. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. So uh, she had no, no say, did not care what the rat animals were. I did ask <laughs> daughter Elena though. And she said, giraffes mm, yeah. i like that yeah i like giraffes too you know you don't think about them much because like every zoo's got them and they're just like so present but really take a step back and think about if you saw a giraffe for the first time that's crazy yeah like that shouldn't be allowed in in nature because the neck is too long how does it survive i know and to watch them like gallop and run is just like hilarious yeah they're pretty amazing but alas it's my list and not Elena's. So 
they were. That's a lesson she's going to have to learn. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Uh, before we jump into rad animals, though, if you're listening to this today, well, that doesn't make sense. If you're listening to this on the day that it came out, it's the NBA draft. Ooh. Yeah. I think no secrets, Victor Wembanyama is going to get picked first. It seems likely, but I think Scoot Henderson, is that his name? He, uh, yeah. He could be two or three, right? Well, he was talking like, hey, I, I'm not going to assume he's number one. I should be number one, which I respect. If you're going to go for it, you should go for it, right? You might as well. Mm-hmm. But Scoot Henderson is not seven foot five. Nope, sure isn't. No. He's about six two, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's my height. You yeah. don't see me going in the draft. You should be, but. I know. Uh, but that's for another day. So we are also going to. Uh, Take a look at some basketball cards and get hyped up for the draft and free agency that's coming next. There's going to be summer leagues, uh, so that's going to be great. But before we jump into that, it is the Whiskey Sessions podcast. Be pimp. What whiskey do you have for our listeners? I've got a very special whiskey that I just purchased no less than an hour and a half ago. This is, well, first of all, astute listeners, or as you say, not even that astute listeners, probably know I like Pollyanna uh, quite a bit. I talk about it incessantly sometimes um and their beer is great but they just started making whiskey and i got the inception bourbon previously reviewed on the smooth train and i went back and looked to see if they had any other varieties and they do they've got it's the same name it's still inception but if you can see this it is the high rye version let's get a little zoom in there on the label the question always is with the rise is it are they going to bring it with the spiciness uh, that's what I can't wait to find out. I hope we're all on the edges of our seats um, for that. And this is this is a hundred proof rye whiskey, and it's aged three years. Okay. By the distillers. Ed is the head distiller at Pollyanna. Ed's a name I trust. Don't you think? If you're going to get a whiskey, you want to. Hey, Ed signed off on this. Yeah. I mean, is that's a lot. Brandon. Than, yeah, yeah. Brandon signed off. I'd be like, mm, I don't know. Is Brand? How long has Brandon been doing this? Yeah, like oh, Clayton signed off on this. Like did? No thanks. <laughs> well, guess what? I'm signing out of your chat room. I don't want your whiskey. I don't know why it's yeah. in the chat room, but in the story it was whiskey yeah. drinking glass. It's like you got a little ice in there. Got some ice going on the rocks. It's a little muggy today in Chicago, and so I had to get a little extra ice in there to give us a head start. Doing a nice little pour. You can see it's a light caramely color through the sweat. Keith sweat on the glass there. That is a good color. That's compared to the bottle. In the bottle, it's, it's, I guess it's kind of slimmer. The bottle, the glass in the bottle usually gives it a little bit darker color than it is in real life. So, in the bottle, it looks like a little bit red, which mm-hmm. you don't not expect for a rye, but it certainly does. Right. Yeah, there's even some red rye. Um, ales i think some brewers use it you see that so that makes sense but here is the inception rye 100 proof that i have not had yet so this is a true reaction not a review that's always exciting you don't know which way it's gonna go if only i wasn't such a pollyanna fanboy and had even more um dispense on it but alas like you said all right, I'm drying some time here because I'm I'm processing this first sip. It is. Uh, I mean, I mean that's a tricky thing. 
you really like their beer. You've liked what you've had in their spirits so far. But that doesn't mean that something they can't know well can't can't make a misstep. Exactly. We can't just assume. Otherwise, the smooth train would be packed to the gills. And we know we're very discerning. Or you're very discerning about your whiskey. We are very discerning. (laughs) I just happen to buy crappier whiskeys. (laughs) I forgot to note that the smell was... um, It's actually not as spice for it as a lot of rye tend to be, which Mm -hmm. is not, I'm not slamming it. It's, that's just something I noticed right off the bat. Even the smell, it's a little, you can tell that they're not, they're not um, selling this as a straight rye. They're saying it's like their bourbon, but it's high rye version of it. So I, I think that's fair because I can taste that. It's like a midpoint between a classic bourbon and a rye, maybe like few. Which I consider few to be one of the landmark, like that's a ride to me. Um, Chicago distillery, few. Um, yeah. That's they're very spicy. They bring it with the spiciness to a large degree. And this is like in the middle, but it's still got that spice hint to it. Yeah, it doesn't mean you have to be spiced out completely. We don't have to be the spice girls. We just have to right. have some spice. Second sip. It's um, it's got a nice, pleasant. I think I noted this when we talked about the straight bourbon. Uh, the, I'll I'll try to throw it in the show notes. Um, I can't remember exactly what episode. It wasn't that long ago because they haven't had whiskey out that long. But I think I remember noting that it's kind of got a nice, uh, easy drinking quality to it, where it's not super booze forward or like, you know, it's still got the warming sensation of a good whiskey, but it's not crazy. It's not like. Uh, some of the I tried this like Maker's Mark cask strength and I had to like throw it away because it was yeah. just so much. It's just way too gross. Um, this is this is like that nice. You can sip on it. It's not super heavy and it's not like super light where there's nothing there. It's kind of a nice middle point. Same same way that it's between the bourbon and rye characteristics. I think. So third sip, the deciding sip. Ooh. I mean, this, to be fair, this is not a super expensive product. I think it's less than $40, even from a like independent place, um, mm-hmm. which is to me totally fair. And much like the bourbon that I had before, it's definitely on the smooth train. I, it's, it's just solid. It's, it's very good. If you buy this bottle and you share it with some friends and everybody has a drink of it, nobody's going to be disappointed. It's very solid, rye leaning bourbon. All right, folks out there. You already know it. Get anything Pollyanna that you can, but they're rye. Fantastic stuff. That's right. Okay. We got another one for the smooth train. Uh, we got to talk a, a little bit about hoops. Do you have, before we jump into uh, looking at some b-ball cards, do you have any hopes for what the Bulls do in this offseason? Oh, boy. Uh, well, I don't want to go off on a soapbox here because I'll have enough time to do that um, in the upcoming episodes, but I'm intrigued by the fact that I've already seen Zach Levine trade rumors. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, at this point, Zach Levine has been in the league long enough that you kind of know what he is. Yeah. It's not a number one option on a very good team. No, but he's a very useful player. Yeah. I wish he played yeah. a little more defense. It doesn't make sense that he's that bad at defense. I agree with that. I think his defense is a liability at times. I think he showed a lot more effort in recent seasons and and was less of a hindrance and more of a kind of neutral, I would say. Yeah. Um, and his scoring ability when he's healthy is 
some of the he's one of the most versatile scorers. I think that I don't think there's much argument about that. Like three level scorers in the league. So mm-hmm. I think he definitely has value even with his contract. The one thing I saw that was a little interesting is I guess with the new CBA coming up, um, all stars of his caliber, which like you're saying clearly is not he's not a franchise player. Um alter, you know, that kind of contract for a max player for that kind of play or max contract for that kind of player is I guess less palatable in the new CBA. I don't know all the ins and outs of that. Um, I just saw it reading about it today, but so that might hit, hinder his trade value a little bit, I think. But yeah, it could. I could. I don't know if it has something to do with just like the the ceiling for teams or or like the going past on the tax or something is just like incredibly damaging. I don't even know if you can always do it. Right. So. I just hope I hope they pick something to do and they don't just do nothing and say for yet another season, like we're just going to hope Lonzo Ball miraculously plays 65 games. Because you can't, that, that plan now, I hate to say it, but that plan now has proven that it's it's a folly to think that way. Like, I hope he comes back, but you don't know. I, I feel like the rumor I saw was like, he could never play again, which is like awful. It's terrible. He's such yeah. an exciting player. He really is. He's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Enough basketball talk about the Bulls. We got to see if we see some old school Bulls or Sonics or any other players in these basketball packs that you got. What do you have for us? So first of all, real quick, I got a couple that I opened before this that I want to show. Speaking of the Bulls, we got a uh, Phil Jackson. Very nice card. This is from the sky or from the NBA hoops um, from 1990. There was a Phil Jackson card. And then strangely, I got in the same pack a Phil Jackson as a player card. Wow. From the Knicks, which is like, it's not where I looked it up. It's not worth that much money, but I was like, that's kind of weird. Like what, what's the deal with that? But what do you think is, what do you think is peak stash? Ooh, honestly, I feel like this era in the first card with the gray suits, it was a little bushier. 19, what are we talking about? 91, 92. The copyright on this is 1990. Okay. Yeah. This is right for the championship years. That's a good stash. And then two more. Just got to show them off because of the Sonics connection. This is an awesome card. This is a one-on-one with both Tony Kukoc and Detlef Schrempf represented. Ooh, very nice. That's a good matchup. It's an upper deck card from the yeah from the ninety six ninety seven season. I liked it. I like that concept for a card. I remember seeing those. Yeah, especially with them two because they were kind of. Similar heights, similar not similar play styles as much. Kukoc is more of a creator, and Shrimp was more of like a three point shoot, three and D. Wouldn't you call him more of like a prototype three and D back in the day? I guess I I never really thought of Shrimp's D as being that stout. Oh, okay. But uh, he's definitely a three point shooter. I mean, he, he could drive. Little Big flasher, enough. yeah. Ability to him, yeah. I would agree with that. And then the uh, creme de la creme. Of what I've opened so far. First skybox pack I opened. I got a Sean Kemp, baby. Unbelievable. The luck on that. I couldn't believe it. I was so happy. Chris was here. We were watching a wrestling show. And I said, Chris, find me Sean Kemp and Michael Jordan. And he opened this right away. Unbelievable. That's like winning the lottery the first time you've ever played it. Plus, it's a nice one, too. Because like I'm going to even go in further. Sorry, I got to get used to how the light reflects off it. But look at that. He's taking Ooh, a jumper. There we go. That's clean. And that's. That's right over James Worthy. He was yeah. putting a jumper right over James Worthy, right in his face. Look you, at that. 
Yeah, that went in too. No question. They oh. wouldn't be allowed to show that picture if it didn't. No, it would get incinerated. It would get pulped like Alan Partridge's book. Yep. Okay, so I need your help. I've got a ton of basketball packs here because um, I just like I like content and I like basketball and I like cards because I'm a nerd. So I've got Skybox. I've got Series 1 and Series 2 Skybox from 1990. I think these are 92. Oh, no, these are ni- from 1990. So I have 1990 Skybox we could do. Okay. I've got 89, 90, and 91 NBA hoops. And I've got a couple packs over here of 91, 92 Fleer unopened wax packs. So what would you want to start with? Let's do the Skybox. I feel like that was my brand when I was a kid. You want to do one of each of these? Yes, let's do that. Awesome. So I've got a ton of these. So folks at home, if you if you enjoy the basketball card segment, don't worry. There'll be more. I may even just mail you some, Andy, if you want to open some. That would be amazing, too. It's so exciting. You have to, like, carefully, carefully open the pack here. I've even got my, um, I got my little, courtesy of Chris educating me, these are, like, top loaders they're like little oh. hard plastic sleeves in case i find some winners i can immediately get it protected there for the uh future generations to enjoy very nice which one are you opening first i'm starting with the inaugural edition so i'll do the first series and then i'll do second series the black packs are the inaugural edition of 1990 sweet so there's 15 cards in here right off the bat i see jeff hornacek Ooh, good start but let's do, I'm going to go, I'm going to look through this and some of these are going to be completely boring. So I'm going to look through this real quick and, and uh, just pick out the ones that I want to talk about here. Ooh, we got some good ones. So one of the things I want to point out here, this first one, Dwayne Farrell, I'm not really, I don't really recall him. He must've been like a Hawks big man, but you notice the, um, the skybox style is pretty cool. Every card yeah. has this different like in-game action. And then they, they usually put like a flame highlighter on the basketball wherever it is in the picture i like that very stylized so we definitely have some good ones here nothing too crazy in this first pack but some some interesting ones so let's see what you think so first off one of the first ones i saw we've talked about him before failed sacramento mayor <laughs> kevin johnson yeah i mean i really liked kevin johnson as a player it is hard not to have a negative opinion toward him knowing that the Sonics were so close to coming back if the Kings had moved there. Not that I want Sacramento to lose their team and great that they kept them, but ugh, hard to hard not to hold that against Kevin Johnson. Never mind the subsequent scandals that kind of ended his, I think ended his tenure as mayor. What, yeah, it was like personal. He had some personal um, indiscretions, should we say? Yes, I uh, not being vague because I don't want to talk about them. It's more just I don't remember what they are. Yeah, that's something here. It was something. Yeah, just untoward. Yeah, Um, something untoward. I believe that was the actual crime was something untoward to the second degree. Yeah, second degree, something untoward. Um, I don't know. I don't have a good segue for this, but this is Pete Myers. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I love love stories about Pete Myers because he was on the Bulls in the second three-peat and i've heard now i've been going back and and kind of watching some um like after the last dance there's a lot of youtube content about the bulls and like in just like kind of the feuds of the nba in the 90s and pete myers was kind of a shit sir yeah so 
that used to be how he was announced. If he was in the starting lineup for a game, he, it used to be it started with, I don't have a good segue toward this. Number seven, Pete Myers. <laughs> I don't know why he's relevant. Pete Myers. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, we're heading toward a loss today in the starting lineup. <laughs> um, Somebody who I really liked as a player, especially when he was on the Bulls, even though it was the end of his career. This is some Ron Harper action from the Clippers. Ooh. He was a great player. He really was. He was in very athletic early in his career. What did he have, like a knee injury or something? Yeah, he ended up, um, he did have a knee injury. So when he was on the Bulls in like the 96 team that won the last title, I think he was very much, uh, or not, not not the last title, the first one of the second three-peat. Yeah. Um, he was more of like that, kind of like what Kyle Lowry was trying to do for the Heat in the finals this year. Like that, he was, he didn't have the athleticism, but he was still very smart and like rugged defensively. Oh, yeah. He was still really good. Mm-hmm. Speaking of rugged, this is uh, John Sally from the Pistons. Oh, John Sally. Good old John Sally. I, I always liked him, even though the Pistons were rough and tumble, to say the least. Yeah. Um, and somebody he probably rough and tumbled with. Brad oh. Doherty. Oh, I forgot about Brad Doherty. Brad Doherty, who's now a NASCAR announcer for um, ESPN. Interesting. There's no way he could fit in a NASCAR. I don't think so. Yeah, he's about, he's definitely seven foot. Um, And then speaking of kind of like under the radar um, shitster, Mr. Jeff Hornacek, he doesn't, he fits that mold of like really accomplished NBA players who, when I look back at, the time that they played, I'm like, he would be eaten alive if he played in the NBA today. He would have, he would, right? Like, there's no way he could have a career, I don't think. I think you're right. But then I'm like, why is Austin Reeves successful? Okay, that's fair. But I think Austin, I think even Austin Reeves, maybe it's biased because I'm looking at like a different era of basketball and it looks different aesthetically. Like, there was more of the slower pace of play, but it just feels like the athleticism is not matched up true no that's definitely a good point um all right good pack what's our uh what do we got in the next one second one same series but just the they did like a a later series that year in 1990 where this would have potential traded players and i think like all-stars is what they would add later in the year so you can Mm -hmm. find some interesting stuff that you wouldn't otherwise have Let's see. This is the one I found the, or Chris, I think Chris opened it. The Sean Kemp in. So it's unlikely that we would find a second Sean Kemp. Oh, you're never going to believe this. What? It might be the same card. Yeah, it's the same card, but that's still kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. a sweet bag. Same card. Unbelievable. J overworthy. I got it in both of the two packs. Those are the only two I've opened from that set, and I got two Sean Kemp's unbelievable mm-hmm. How? huh that's crazy oh you gotta be freaking kidding me i got another phil jackson why am i getting every <laughs> phil jackson card I'm gonna, i have to start a phil jackson card collection now because i've got six <laughs> i think yeah you just have a notebook that's only phil jackson cards oh my god okay i've got a few here that are comment worthy i'm gonna speed it up a little bit but i'll just show you 
I don't have this one yet. This is another Phil Jackson with a different mustache. <laughs> wow. That's a good mustache, even though it's the profile view. Still strong stash game. Wait, let's see if the back has a better. Oh, no, the back just has a quote, which is, for the first time, we're ready to announce that we will challenge Detroit for the Central Division title. We're going to pace ourselves to play in June. People still consider us a one-man team, but this team has a sense of what it can do, and we're looking forward to testing that. Okay, so when was that quote? That was before they won the first title. Uh, same season? Yep. All right. So Philly was on point, and this is uh, another Hersey Hawkins, which I showed you. Of. Ooh, that is a great card. That's a great card. That's him yeah. about to go to the paint. And on the back, we got him just like kind of taking the chill pill. Yeah. Taking the chill um, between feeding the hawk. Yeah, exactly. This one I'm just, I'm noticing because I never heard of this guy. I guess he was a, this is Ron Rothstein. Who was I the coach of the Heat? Of that either. He was like Chuck Daly's assistant when he was the Pistons coach, but I kept seeing him in these videos I've been watching, and I never heard of him. So that I has to be like one of the first Heat seasons, too. Yeah, they started in '88. Yeah. Um, this one is cool. Well, we already had the Sean Kemp. I can't believe I got two Sean Kemp's. There's two Knicks connections here. This is Charles Smith. Um, before he was traded to the Knicks, he was on the Clippers. He's oh, the one Knicks. who. NBA fans will remember um, tried to make like six shots to eliminate the Bulls in the playoffs and got blocked like six times in a row, (laughs) which is unfortunate. Um, And then a great player who is a terrible college coach, Patrick Ewing. You know, what's funny, like Patrick Ewing, he was one of the most like before you took over Georgetown, like one of the most outspoken people of like, why am I not getting an NBA job? And now, now we know why, Patrick. Yeah. Unbelievable how bad of a coach he is. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. I, if he is ever an NBA head coach, I would be stunned. Unless it's for the purpose of like getting a team to tank enough to move to Seattle, then it would be great. That's actually a great point. If you want to tankathon, you can't just <laughs> do it by trading all your players. Go ahead and get yourself Patrick Ewing as a coach. Give Patrick Ewing like an eight-year, $65 million contract. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh all right we got to talk about our rad animals i uh i i'll say it ahead of time i was really leaning toward sea animals i don't know how uh how that went for you yeah i've got a couple one i took off because i know you would have it but i did i do think there are some really rad sea animals yeah uh okay let's get into it then these are the top five rad animals more than four less than six it's the top five all right b-pimp what's your number five rad animal my number five rad animal lisa made fun of me for this because she thought it was basic but i think it's awesome a cheetah i don't think that's basic that was in my honorable mentions cheetahs are fast as hell and if you ever watch a video of a cheetah running it's great it, just look at it run like that's it an, an animal shouldn't be able to be that fast no, it is beautiful to watch them run. Yeah, that's why I just had to put it. I have an affinity for large cats in, in general, and that's kind of like my representative large cat. Yeah, it's funny. I really like large cats, too. I didn't have any of them actually on my list, but a lot of them are really cool. Maybe they were like canceling each other out. Yeah, I was I was afraid I would have like five big cats on my list. Yeah, my number five uh, is the manta ray, which are just cool and they can have 
like a wingspan of up to 30 feet, which is effing insane how big of a ray that is. 30 feet. That's three basketball hoops on their side next to each other. That's insane. That is. That is like if you were to lower the hoop to six feet, that would be five <laughs> basketball hoops on their side. <laughs> so just think about that. Is this a math problem all of a sudden? Yeah. The the Fisher Price hoop we have in our backyard, maybe it's set at three feet high. It's 10 of those. So whatever is the most easily accessible picture of a basketball hoop for you and your brain, just do the math and then you'll know how big a ray it is. Exactly. But it's just, they're enormous. They're graceful. I think they're like morons, probably. Do they have brains? Maybe not really. That's a good question. I don't know. But they're just doing their thing. They're just out there being rad in the ocean. Yep. All right. What's your number four? My number four is a chameleon. Ooh, that's a good one. It's a little lizard and it can change colors based on what it's on. Like, what is radder than that? Like, that's one of the raddest things ever. There isn't much radder than that. Like, that kind of blending in is really cool. Yeah. It probably just goes around like, like it, the version of a chameleon trying to impress a female chameleon is just like getting on a rock and be like, look at this and like changing colors to their rock. And then the the female chameleon's like, where to go? And he's like, oh, I'm back. Ah, <laughs> like, oh, great trick. And then she goes, I can do that too. You're not impressing me. And then he's shot down. Yeah. Uh, all right. My number four is the Japanese spider crab. I remember seeing one of these uh at an aquarium i think in osaka japan but they are leg to leg the biggest crab out there they can ex- be as long as 12 feet whoa i had to look up a picture because i had never seen one holy shit their bodies aren't really that big but that's insane it looks like a, a villain from like foot. a final yeah. fantasy game or something that's like some scary stuff and i don't think they're very scary animals but 12 feet that's like four of those little basketball hoops yes think about that three (laughs) foot basketball hoops if i was going to lower it to two feet for malcolm that is six basketball hoops wide a crab that's a crab well how about this full-size basketball hoop that crab if it can palm a basketball which it almost certainly cannot could dunk a basketball without jumping easily. It could, pro- it could probably stab it and like deflate it and then just throw the deflated ball through. Think about that. A crab that can do that. Think about a crab that could dunk a basketball. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is your number three? My number three is inspired by recent events because I don't know if you heard the story, but there is a uh, an orca uh, who goes by the name White Gladys, I believe, who has been leading... <laughs> And training other orcas to take down ships. Oh no! Which is the greatest. It's the greatest thing I've ever heard. I don't. I like almost should have had this number one just because of this. But she's basically like, I guess another one of the orca in her family had their dorsal fin taken off by a ship. So now she's like, in she's like training other orca how to take out the fins on the ship that do the same job as the fin that was taken off of the orca. Oh my! It's God. like documented, like they're actually like grouping up and t- trying to take out ships. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yes, man. If we had gone the other way, we would have had a double dip because I. Well, I'm spoiling it already, but I have yeah, okay. on my list too. 
Yeah. Orcas are so smart and ruthless. Yes. I was always taught growing up that, you know, people call them killer whales. That's, you shouldn't call them that. That's ridiculous. People should absolutely call them killer whales. They should be called like killer, killer whales. Yeah. <laughs> they have earned that. They kill sharks. They turn them upside down. They attack other whales, like gray whales that come up the coast of California. The the orca whales that live in um, Washington are that go around the San Juan Islands are not very vicious, but oh, okay. a lot of the ocean-dwelling ones really are. I just, I have a lot of respect for this. I, I feel like when this news story, it was on a podcast when I heard it, and the guy was like, if White Gladys comes for me, I will stare her in the eye and accept my fate because we have done that. <laughs> I was like, I agree. I'd be like, you got me. Like, I'm done. That is such a great name for an orca, too. Yeah. Uh, all right. My number three, my favorite bird, the pelican. Oh, yeah. Pelicans are, first of all, like pretty fierce. They look cool as shit. Have you ever seen the video of a pelican just straight up eating a pigeon? <laughs> it's so funny that pigeon does not think it's coming either <laughs> and it, the pelican just scoops it up wow uh but yeah i i love pelicans you can see them in a lot of different places they have them here of course uh they have them like in the gulf and i don't know they're just cool birds they're birds i respect and i don't respect many birds Oh, Lisa, if Lisa was on this episode, we would have problems. <laughs> uh, all right. What's your number two? Speaking of Lisa, love you, honey. Here's my bird for my list. It's, it's a hawk because hawks, we were talking about Hersey Hawk and early Hawkins earlier. Hawks in general are just badass because yeah. they're huge. Their faces look cool. They can like see their prey from miles away up in the sky. They do really cool stuff where, like, if you ever see a hawk just, like, gliding because they're just conserving energy and just kind of, like, using the wind to, like, let them hover in the air. They're just badass. They really are. I like watching a bird just, like, hang in the wind. I'm like, you lazy, lazy bird. (laughs) Using the wind to your advantage. Yeah. Uh, I already spoiled my number two. It's orcas. I don't have much else to say about them, but, like, growing up in Seattle, they're... Like everybody loves orcas, but they are something else. Oh god. I need to get a white Gladys tattoo, I feel like. That's my first tattoo. Yep. All right. What's your number one? Get ready for it. You should know. If you know anything about me, it's very obvious. What what is the raddest animal that could be? It's a fucking chihuahua. Yeah, I figured. Because they're great. They're little and tiny, and they were they started as rat hunters in Mexico. That's like their their history. And now they're domesticated American pets and they're very sassy and smart and stubborn and very frustrating, but they're awesome. (laughs) Stubborn, frustrating, Uh but also smart and awesome. Yeah. Like here's an example. Luna, who's our one chihuahua Luna, who's six, Chavo's 17. And she loves one of the beds in the house. And she knows that Chavo's kind of like older and harder of hearing. So like if she starts acting a fool and making a ruckus, he thinks somebody's at the door. So if he's in the bed, she likes, she just pretends somebody's at the door. He kind of rolls out of the bed and she just takes the spot. Like, wow. That's like something an orca would do. Exactly. (laughs) She must be in contact with white Gladys. I have to find out. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. 
a fine, fine number one. My number one is the whale shark. Yeah. Brought it up many a times. Actually, I wasn't sure if I was going to put a whale shark number one before, but I think of all the animals that I didn't know existed and then discovering they existed. They just look so cool with the way that their spots uh, are across their body, like very even. It They almost look like little light sources. They're the biggest shark, but they're not at all dangerous. And they're just like swimming around being big, dopey sharks. They're awesome. Yeah. I knew I, I had this at number three on a previous version of my list, but I knew you would have it. So I figured we'd be covered. You have any honorable mentions? I do. I have a couple uh, tigers and lions just because they're awesome. And then like ligers are a combination of the two, which is even awesomer. Yeah. Um, but then the real one is hummingbird, which Lisa reminded me how awesome hummingbirds are. They're, they make their nests out of spider webs and they're very, very tiny because a little baby hum- hummingbird is about that big. And they fly, they migrate just like big birds do. So, I mean, can you imagine like their wings flap so fast you can't see them move and they still migrate like to Central America? That is crazy. That is crazy. I definitely have hummingbirds on my honorable mentions as well. Uh, And the other birds that I had on there were peacocks and toucans. Uh, And then I had giraffes, cheetahs, narwhals, and fruit bats, which I think are just like really cool humongous bats and i love that bats are mammals and can fly and are just crazy animals yeah narwhal's a good point too they look wild the giant what is it like a it's like cartilage that thing it's It's like a tooth or a tooth yeah that's right yeah which is really weird like i i don't even get how that works it's like a basketball hoop's worth of a tooth (laughs) exactly or if I were to lower the hoop all the way to one foot, it would be like 10 basketball hoops of a tooth. Yep. Yeah. This is the new way that they're going to classify sea animals and like lengths. I think so. Uh, all right. Folks at home, if you've got rad animals that you think we forgot about, go ahead and hit us up. Whiskey Sessions Music at gmail.com. We'll read your email on a future episode. But we got to get to your emails for this episode. So let's get to them. These are your emails. You sent us emails to read emails, and now we'll read them. Uh, okay. I feel like this is something I should have prefaced at the top of the episode. If I sound stuffed up, it's because I am a little stuffed up. Uh, we all had COVID like three weeks ago. So uh, I know. Uh, is everybody better? Yeah, everybody's fine. But I feel like at this point, we just keep getting stuffed up or like weird little symptoms like Maggie had like her eye hurt and she got a little sty under her eye. I was getting this cough that was like really problematic. Both the kids was it like talking shit about people? Yes, the cough was, and I couldn't stop it. No, it would it would honestly just come up at random times, and I could not stop it. We were driving to uh, we were driving to Santa Cruz to go to the boardwalk, and toward the beginning of the drive, I just like had a coughing fit. I'm like, I can't drive. So I got out of the car at a gas station. I bought three packets of Ricola and I had to like carefully sip water slash eat an entire pack of Ricola on a 60 minute drive to even like not flip out completely. Oh my God. It was really it weird. terrible. I shouldn't be laughing. I just always, whenever anybody mentions Ricola, I think of the commercial with the guys. Yeah. The uh, it probably didn't help that I was like shouting every time that I ate one of those, but you have to the cough. Yeah. Oh, you definitely yeah. do. 
Uh, all right. I've got an email that says, hey, guys, I like the list of animals you're most afraid of on the last episode, but you forgot the most dangerous of all. Humans. And this is from Deborah in Lake Oswego, Oregon. I mean, truly, I can't argue with that at all. <laughs> <laughs> got a point. It's very well stated. I don't know. I'm a little ashamed that we didn't yeah. have that as the number one double do. Also mosquitoes, right? That should have been up there. Yeah, mosquitoes. I mean, nuisance animals. We should have top five nuisance animals. Yeah, whatever, humans but... would be number one on that list. And yeah, humans, mosquitoes. Any negative list, I'm, I'm co-signing humans to the one with that. Uh, all right, folks at home, again, if you've got an email for us, it's whiskey, don't forget the Ian whiskey, sessions, don't forget the Ian sessions, music, forget the E in music, at gmail.com. That's right, that's how you spell it. Go ahead, look at the video, whiskey. Uh, whiskey sessions music at gmail.com, and we'll read your email on a future episode. But that is it for episode 163 and our rad animals. Be pimp, do you have any words of wisdom? to leave our wonderful listeners with wish me luck in my phil jackson card collection i think you gotta grow a stash like his take a photo shave it immediately and we'll do a comparison can i i wonder if i can get a card made of me with a bad mustache i i'm happy to take on that photoshop <laughs> job myself okay <laughs> we'll keep this in house <laughs> yeah uh all right until next time this is amet saying peace out the beep him saying bye-bye <laughs>